No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 103, the masterful work of David where he blesses the Lord for all his benefits. God is eternally merciful and gracious. He remembers our frame that we are dust. He pities us as a father pities his children. We have so many reasons to praise him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. I think Psalm 103 is one of David's masterpieces. It is chock full of good news and encouragement. And after this year, I think we could all use some more of that. Psalm 103, a Psalm of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, we could take those five verses and make, you know, an hour sermon out of that, uh, but we won't. So he begins, bless the Lord. Now that's amazing in and of itself. God blesses us so much, but we have the capability of actually blessing the Lord, which is amazing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. The idea here is that with his whole being, body, soul, and spirit, he's blessing the Lord in totality. Forget not all his benefits. Now, I think that is our tendency as human beings to be forgetful of the things that God has done for us when things get rough. We see this with the children of Israel. After God delivered them with an outstretched arm and a mighty hand and provided manna for them in the wilderness, as soon as something would go wrong, they begin to complain against God and forget all of the benefits that he had shown them. And that is human tendency. So we need to remember what God has done. It has been said that God's past faithfulness demands our present trust. Who forgives all your iniquities. The word translated forgives is used in scripture only of God's forgiveness of sinners. And the word iniquity speaks of sin in its worst sort of twisted, distorted form who heals all your diseases. Now, God is able to heal every disease. There's nothing impossible for God, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's not obligated to do that. Now, Paul had two friends that were not healed of their sickness, and David and Bathsheba had a child, and David prayed that God would heal the child. He even fasted, but the child still died. Our bodies will not be completely delivered from disease until they are redeemed and glorified at the return of Jesus Christ. So don't let somebody put a trip on you that you don't have enough faith if you don't get healed. If we're not still alive when Jesus returns, well, then something's going to take us out of this life. Who redeems your life from destruction? 
Now, how often do we give God thanks that our names are written in heaven and we know that we're going to escape hell? Despite the difficulty of life's circumstances, we can always be grateful for that. Charles Spurgeon said that if you are alive and not in hell, you have no good reason not to be thankful. Who crowns you with loving kindness and mercies? God crowns us like an ornament with these attributes that are from him because that's who God is. If God crowns us with loving kindness and mercies, then we should share these things with others. Who satisfies your mouth with good things? Now, the Jews would thank God after their meal for what they had received and not only before they partook. So, if you happen to forget to say grace, hey, you can always at the end just say, Lord, thank you for everything that you've given me and all that is within me, you know. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now the picture is of a believer here being strengthened by the Lord even in his old age. I know some people like that. I got a friend named Bill, he's 85, and he works circles around the 20-somethings in our church. Uh, his Youth has been renewed like the eagles. Well, that's what it says in Isaiah 40, 31, that those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. The Lord executes righteousness and justice. That's good because our judicial system doesn't always do that, but God does because he is just. And he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to Israel. Now, Moses had an amazing, intimate relationship with God where God spoke to Moses as a man speaks with his friend. And so Moses was aware of the ways that God had, why he did what he did. The children of Israel just saw the acts. But you know, the more that we draw near to the Lord and spend time in his word, the more we will understand why he does what he does and not just his acts. He is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Now, when Moses said that he wanted to see God's glory, God said, you cannot see my face because no one can see my face and live, but I will hide you in the cleft of the rock and I'll pass over you and I'll let you see my backside after I lift my hand. When the Lord passed by over Moses, these are the attributes that he declared about himself. He is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Now, Jesus manifested these same attributes in the flesh while he was on earth. And it is my conviction that the Lord wants his church to also manifest these attributes of God. It's how we can be good representatives. He will not always strive with us. Now, God is a father. He does discipline his children, and he gets angry when his children are disobedient, as any loving father would do. But he doesn't contend with us forever, and he doesn't deal with us 
according to our sins. He doesn't give us the punishment that we deserve. I am so amazed at how gracious and merciful God has been to me. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. So as high as the heavens, so great is his mercy. Imagine the expanse between us and all the heavens being filled with God's mercy. If we fear the Lord, then we can't escape it. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, David said. We might as well imagine a fish running out of water in the ocean as to imagine us running out of God's mercy. As far as the east is from the west, so far have you removed our transgressions from us. Now, this is interesting because if you go north, you will eventually hit the North Pole and then you'll turn and go south. Uh, But if you start in the west and go eastward, you will never go west. You'll just continue going east forever around the earth, you know. So it's interesting that he says that as far as the east is from the west, So far has God removed our transgressions. He remembers them no more. He has separated them so far from us. If you have confessed your sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive you. So so you let them go too. And if we are going to forgive others the way God forgives us, then if they have confessed their sins against us, we need to forgive them and remember them no more as well. As a father pities his children... You know, that's the amazing thing. I watch my son and our son-in-law as they are with their sons. And uh, it's just amazing to see how they want to cover over. You know, they want to give them the benefit of the doubt. and, And that's just the way fathers are. We have a natural compassion toward our kids. And that's the way God is toward us. He knows our frame and remembers that we are dust. He remembers what he made us of. From the dust of the earth. He knows our frame. He doesn't have too high of expectations for us. And he's never surprised by anything we do. Because he has foreknowledge. As for man. His days are like grass. As a flower of the field. So he flourishes. For the wind passes over it. And it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. So man's days, they go by fast. They're like the grass, it's here and then it's mowed down and, and the field doesn't remember it anymore or like a flower in the field. But God's mercy is everlasting toward those who fear him. That's what we have to look forward to, everlasting mercy from the Lord. His righteousness is to their grandchildren. Now I think about our four grandsons, and I think about of all the things that I could give to them, that I could pass on to them, I I hope and pray that it will be the righteousness of the Lord that they inherit from me. To those who keep his covenant and obey his commandments. Now, David wrote this under the old covenant, which meant that they had to keep the law of God and Israel didn't do so good 
at doing that. Neither did David. David felt short of keeping all of the commandments. But we are now under the new covenant. Thank the Lord. And what is that? Well, 1 John 3.23 says, And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Jesus performed all of the righteousness of the law on our behalf. If we believe in him, then God credits to our account his righteousness. That's the beauty of the new covenant. And then we love one another. That's God's requirements for us under the new covenant. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So the Lord has established his throne in heaven and rules over all. That's a good thing for us to remember this year. God's still in control. Bless the Lord, you his angels. And bless the Lord, you his hosts. We think of the four living creatures and the 24 elders, the seraphim. Uh, they should all bless the Lord. David says, bless the Lord, all his works, all the creation that God has made. And finally, David talks to himself here. He says, soul, you now bless the Lord. And may we also do that. And we will find that we will be blessed as well. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we look at Psalm 104, where the psalmist blesses the Lord for his greatness. He makes angels his ministers. He cares for every part of his creation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.